0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to AQ's Blog and Grill. Really excited today to have a special guest, Bob Lauderborn, on. Bob, I've known since 1993, and he is a thought leader in integrated marketing communications and in uh, just about everything to do with communications. So it's going to be a great chat. Um, thanks for tuning in. How are you, Bob?
1: <laughs> Terrific, thank you. <laughs> That's good. So I would say, you know, the Chinese respect two things. Yes, Professors and old people, so I'm two for two. <laughs>
0: You've got the market corner. So, actually, let's let's chat about the book for just a second. What, what brought the three of you together? There was there was Don Schultz, who I know, Stanley Tannenbaum, who I've never met, and and yourself. So, two guys from Northwestern, and you're up there in North Carolina. What brought the three of you together?
1: Well, I, it's actually, that's a fascinating question. I I, uh, uh, I haven't told this story in a long time. IBM was my largest consulting client at the time. Um, they wouldn't listen. Um, they didn't listen until the stock dropped from 160 to 40. Yes. But anyway, at the time, I was IBM was my biggest consulting client, and I was doing stuff for them um, from Armonk to Singapore. And Northwestern brought in the top 25 executives of IBM for a three-day extravaganza you know training so they brought me in and i did three or four pieces of this and phil Kotler did a piece and don did three or four pieces and stan did one on creative and um we were like halfway through the second day and schultz said we got a book here and he sat down and he outlined it mm-hmm. and that was the uh that's that was the genesis of uh, of imc as we know it today and i still don't think a lot of companies get it they don't i you know they call it but they're really they're really tactical as opposed to strategic right that's the huge difference between what people are calling integrated marketing communications and what we meant when we wrote the book right I, and, I,
0: and you meant it from a from just the thinking point of view to exactly. begin with the strategy let's get that it's, integrated
1: and that's what i'm really teaching all over the world now i'm teaching a thinking process uh, i have i have no clue what uh, you know i have never tweeted i have no <laughs> clue how to use uh, social media but it doesn't matter because it's the thinking process how you uh, what, what the internet has actually done is made a lot of the things that we talked about possible so the thinking process is this is where our Customers or potential customers are going to uh, research uh, whatever it is that we're selling. Right. We better be there. Yes. You know, we don't make media plans. Our customers make the media plans, and that's also extremely hard to get through to people. Somebody asked me that question. Well, you know, how do you uh, how do we fit this into our media plan? And I said, you don't. <laughs> you don't. Where are your customers going? And that's where you better be. That's right. who makes your media plan. And, you know, it's frustrating that 20 years later, people still don't get that. Yeah.
0: Now, one of the most important parts of this book, and you and I have discussed this over the years, is, is you, you, you dismiss the four Ps of, of marketing. And, right. and then you went on to, to come up with another alliteration.
1: The, the fundamental thing that I teach in, in terms of the thinking process is outside in as opposed to inside out right mostly, we mostly we we mostly manage our companies thinking inside out. our view of the customer is from our shipping dock looking out yes you know. And we, you know, it's a natural instinct you know, behind us, there's some machine turning out lots of this product, which we have to get rid of, you know, at least that's the mentality. Well, the four P's are the consummate inside out. The other thing is that I believe that most of our companies are being managed according to theories that are 40, 50, 60 years old, and they may not have been true then. Even if it were so in 1960, it's a flawed concept then, Mm -hmm. it is disastrous now. Um, it isn't about product. There may have been a time when you could sell anything you could make. That time is gone. Now you can only make what customers need and want. Now, customers don't know what they need or want. When when Steve Jobs died, there was one, you know, all these eulogies and people. There was one person I wanted to hear from, and that's Lee Clow, who was yes. the creative director of the agency that made uh, uh, Apple. Yep. Lee said that Steve's true genius was cons- customer insight, consumer insight. Mm-hmm. He knew what we were going to need before we did. Right. And that's true. So it's understanding people and figuring out, you know, trying to get to where where it is that they're going to be five years from now. The smarter companies have moved product development out of science and technology or engineering or wherever it used to be right. and put it under marketing, which is where it belongs. But a lot of companies still have not. Right. It's not about um, price. Price is a stalking horse for something else. What, if, if you have to compete on price, basically it means you have been a total failure at marketing. Right. Um, the objective of positioning Al Reese and, and Jack Trout's old concept is to persuade someone that there's no completely satisfactory substitute for your product or service. Well, you have failed at doing that if you have to compete on price. Right. What it really is about is what is the cost to the customer? to satisfy those wants and needs that you that you've developed cost to the customer has nothing to do with our costs and of course that's extremely hard for finance driven companies to get they don't they just you know and it's not about place. Place was our was our was our code was their code word, their p word for distribution. distribution right. Well, we've historically set up distribution systems according to our benefit. What kind of a deal can we make with which kind of a distributor? Uh, where can we put our warehouses that they're near our factories or whatever? You know, us, us, us. It isn't about place. It's about convenience to the customer. It's making it so convenient yeah. for the customer to buy that they wouldn't do anything else. How convenient can you make it for your customer to buy from you? Right. That's the key question. And then, of course, it isn't about promotion, Dr. Dichter and motivational research. You know, that's again a completely manipulative kind of a thinking process. It's about communication, dialogue. People want to talk back, and how can you facilitate that? And of course, that's what the internet makes so easy. Absolutely. Relative to what it used to be. So yeah. anyway, product price place and promotion you know we could repeat it it's in 168 languages or some such thing and it's and it's it's <laughs> it's hundred percent wrong 180 right. degrees wrong. <laughs> It, you know, you've got to replace it with with the, the customer wants and needs, the cost to the customer to satisfy those, convenience to buy, and communication. I I I I I probably upset lots of universities when I speak there, and I say, you know, whoever taught you that, you tell them they owe you some of your tuition. Exactly, pay. your mom
0: it, and dad should get a refund.
1: Fifty-year-old theory. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you and I are still in this big legal battle uh, of over the ownership of the unique buying proposition. Uh, you know you tried to horn swoggle
1: than you so I probably have some sort of a some sort of a claim there you and
0: I both came upon uh, for good reason the unique buying proposition which is really the thing that drives the market economy now why would I buy from you uh, where what am I going to get more from you than I'm not Going to get from those people,
1: or more satisfying from yes, you? Yes,
0: yeah. As our students are looking forward to careers, and and you know having a positive um, impact here on the third rock from the sun, what what advice would you give them about going into the into the marketing field, into the communications field, into uh, you know building brands?
1: Well, it's all the same field. It's all about understanding people and helping them to achieve what it is they want to achieve to become what it is they would like to become it's not about peddling stuff right one of the glories of marketing i think is that or or of even and even communications sub-branch of it is that every single day of our lives we have the opportunity to make someone's life better How, you know, can accountants say that? Well, maybe they can, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, they can't. I hope not. Usually sure. they make my life worse, um, <laughs> but that's another story. Yeah.
0: Well, that that's great. Well, Bob, well, I'm looking forward to seeing you later in the month. And I have a I have a gift for you right here. I'll show it to you. I'll preview it. Can you read that?
1: I am a shift disturber.
0: And I can't think of anybody better to wear this button than my friend, Professor Bob Lauderboard. Thank you. Okay.
1: I'm highly honored.
0: Well, thanks for joining us today and uh, stay well and stay busy.
1: Always a great pleasure to see you, my friend.
0: Thank you. Thanks again to Bob Lauderborn. This has been great. Tune in for the next uh, edition of AQ's Blog and Grill. Well, there'll be more fun and we'll share more knowledge.